LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about something that is very vital to the people in your church, in your groups, those you lead. It is uh, the word consistency. Consistency is a tough word, isn't it? could be it could be it's hard to spell i'll tell you that i'm always wondering if it's an i or an e that goes in every single position (laughs) on the word but consistency is one of those things that all of us can struggle with from time to time you can struggle with consistency in your workout Mm -hmm. you can struggle with consistency in your diet you can struggle with consistency in your relationships which leads us to where we are today consistency in your time with the lord consistency Mm -hmm. in what we call from time to time a quiet time which oftentimes it's not quiet. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. Maybe you sing during your quiet time. Do you? Do you have any praise and worship break during your quiet time? Uh, not much singing on my part. I'm not, not the best singer, so. <laughs> but do you have some uh, worship music playing softly in the background? I do that sometimes, yeah. See, I don't ever do that, but that's what I'm saying. There could be some noise there. It may not be quiet during your quiet time, but the idea is to get before God, read the Word, reflect on what He's teaching us, and a struggle that we often have, and specifically, you know, I think every one of us, even even when you're in a discipleship group, you're holding each other accountable, you're talking about it every week, um, you have the accountability of making sure you're doing that, but at the same time, it can be tough when you are running behind, uh, if you're not feeling good, if you're just not feeling it that morning when you get up. So how do we develop habits to help us navigate this challenge? Yeah, see, I think the challenge for for many people is when you start to challenge them to have a quiet time. So let's define quiet time. What we're talking about is you need a systematic, consistent time every day with the Lord, and it needs to go on your calendar, and it needs to be intentional. It's not going to happen by happenstance. Okay, it's not going to just morph, and you're just going to wake up, and every day you're going to just say, "Man, I love to spend time with God. And I love to read my Bible. Man, I love memorizing Scripture. That seems fun." You're not going to accidentally do that. Not going to actually do it. <laughs> and this is what we say all the time. One of the reasons you're not memorizing passages of Scripture consistently, one of the reasons you're not consistent. And that's the key word with your Bible reading time. Now, all of us, including pastors and leaders that are listening, you'd, you'd agree if you're honest with yourself. There have been seasons that ebb and flow, right? Like certain seasons, you're all into. You're all in. You're, you're reading. On, you're on it. It's happening. It's working. Yeah, you know what those seasons are? January to March. <laughs> I was going to say. Am I right? When you start. Am I, yeah, exactly. I mean, you buy a new Bible. You get a new reading plan. You got the app worked out. Oh, yeah. You're, I mean, you're, you're ready to go. But what happens is you fall off. And the reason I know you fall off is because I've fallen off, and Chris, you've fallen off. That is the main reason you're in a discipleship group. Listen, you're in, you're in discipleship groups to invest in people. We get that. You're in discipleship groups to pass on a legacy. You're in discipleship groups to pass on what God's given you. But the main reason you're in a discipleship group, let's be honest, it's a personal reason. 
It's those people holding you accountable to live out the Christian life and obey all the commands that Jesus gave us, Matthew 2020, right? So the idea here is this. You're not going to be consistent with a, with a Bible reading plan, with a scripture memory plan, uh, with consistent prayer, with silence and solitude, which hopefully soon we'll talk a whole podcast about this, some place I've been living recently. Uh, you're not going to be consistent unless people hold you accountable. And here's the X factor we're going to talk about today. Until you develop what we call keystone habits, okay? Keystone habits. Are you familiar with keystone habits? I've heard the term before, but I'm not familiar enough to, to talk at length. of the, So I'm excited about hearing what you've got to say about it today. I know that habits are important, and I've read some books on habits, one of them called Habit. Right. <laughs> Which is a really good book, by the yeah. way. Okay. I've always wondered where toothpaste came from, and then I read that book, and then I discovered why. Where, where did and it how. come from? Basically, it was developed by dentists to sell, or by a product salesman to sell a product. It wasn't really uh, something that was great for your teeth. Wow. Since then, it's been developed into something that's great for your teeth. Are you serious? I'm, I'm not kidding. Okay. How does that have to do with habits? Because he talks about developing the habit of brushing your teeth. Ooh, okay. Which I is see. a habit I need to have right. in my life. And you should have. And you should have. Everyone right. should brush right. your teeth <laughs> at least two minutes be- twice a day. Because at least. nobody listening likes the dentist. dentist let's be yeah, honest. Dentists say after every meal. Do you brush your teeth after every meal? No. Do you? <laughs> do you? No, I do okay. not. Okay. But I'll tell you one thing. I've realized how dentistry works. Okay. I'm on, I was on to some. I went and sat through my, my six month cleaning like most people do. And I've realized, and we've talked a lot about this on the podcast, lead measures are measures or activities that will lead to something else down the road. Did you know the six month cleaning is actually a lead measure? It's really a bait and switch. Now, I don't want to throw dentists under the bus because I've got dentists that are friends, but I was in the chair. You're getting your teeth clean. The dentist comes in and he says, oh, boy. Oh, man. What is that? I'm like, what? You know, oh, we didn't see that last at what? Yeah, you're going to have to come back for some serious dental work, right? Yeah. Ignorance is always bliss. It is. For me, it's like I think some people who don't go to church feel like when they go to church, they're going to be judged. I'm that way with a dentist. I feel like when I go to the dentist right out the gate, what have you not been doing? Right. And why why put yourself through that? You know, and the thing is, I think they believe everyone flosses consistently all the time because right. they're like, man, you really need to work on your floss. I'm like, who out there is flossing? That's their go-to thing. I mean, come That's on. That's their go-to. <laughs> and so, yeah, so with the dentist, it's definitely one of those things where So I guess the floss helpful. for the discipleship movement is the uh, quiet time. Right? <laughs> You've been having your quiet time. Are you reading the word? Not, reading it's the word. reading the word within the quiet time. Yes. Okay, let's get back. On. brushing their teeth. I have no idea. <laughs> Habits. Okay, back on track. We're not talking about brushing your teeth with habits. We're talking about spiritual habits. Okay, Charles Duhigg uh, wrote a book called The Power of Habits, and he, do- he talks about how we're, we're actually the sum total of our habits. The little things we do create bigger movements, so little movements daily create bigger changes over time, and so let me, let me ask you a question. What are some habits we do or non-habits, or bad habits, if you will, that lead to bigger things down the road? Or or better yet, what are some things we do that have ripple effects down the road? Okay, uh, We don't brush our teeth. Don't brush your teeth? There's we a eat problem. Eat before we go to bed. Eat at a bad time. Ooh. Late night eating will always get you. I mean, you got to be like, okay, it's time for bed. What am I going to eat? That's right. <laughs> I mean, maybe you don't think that way, but you're, you know, the habit is, can be built in there. Right, exactly. So, so here's the thing. Habits or practices 
that will change your life over time. Now, you've probably heard the, the adage before, work smarter, not what? Harder, okay? Not work smarter, not harder. So the same applies to spiritual growth. Even though it is God who grows us as Christians, we get that, you and I can plant ourselves in an environment for spiritual growth, okay? So there are certain habits. There are habits, and there and then there are keystone habits, okay? Let me give you a real What example. is the difference between the keystone habit and just a regular old okay, habit? Okay, so a regular habit is just something you do that uh, you do it consistently, and it has an effect. A keystone habit, according to Charles Duhigg, he says keystone habits set off chain reactions, watch this, of events that will affect every other area of a person's life. So this is like a mega habit. Me- like, like if you, if you have this habit mega going habit. on, other habits are going to follow along. That's right. Not, a, not just one habit. This habit ripple. It's like a stone in a lake, right? Has a ripple effect. When you hit the water, it has a ripple effect to every other part of the water. Okay, so here, here's the deal. I'll give you a perfect example of a habit. Uh, and these are like ingrained in our mind. And once we develop these ruts in our mind, a habit becomes a rut. And you kind of get in this rut. Now, you can have bad ruts or you can have good ruts. For many of us, we have not developed a good habit or a rut of Bible reading. We don't have a good rut of Scripture memory. We don't have a good rut of spending time with God. We don't have a good rut for fasting. We have a good rut for non-fasting. We have a good rut for uh, spending frivolously. We have a good rut for non-praying. So how do we change that? I was thinking about this this morning, believe it or not. Actually, I texted you on the way in. I said, Chris, you're never going to believe this. I'm thinking about habits. So Candy and I decide to get a new trash can. That's correct. I did get the text. You got the text, right. You said, I'm going to talk about the trash can. Right. (laughs) When was the last time you replaced your trash can in your house? Oh, in the house? Not not something oh, you do wow. often. No, I can't even remember. Maybe yeah, so I'm saying, once ago? you get a good trash can, yeah, you kind of you kind of with it for life, right, Dylan? Yeah, I mean it's kind of for life. When was the last time, Dylan, you changed your trash can Since inside the house? Since you got married, do you have that little foot butt uh, press the foot down? Open That's the what I had. I had once the you foot go there, trash yeah. can. Yes. Here's what I found. I went to a friend's house and he had. You ready for this, Colton? The motion sensor trash can. Motion Have sensor? you heard of the motion sensor How trash can? How does that can? work? Yes, exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> does it always open when you walk in front? Well, I realized after <laughs> I bought it, but I was already invested in it that I could not send it back. But let me just tell you how it works. The motion sensor trash can, because the problem with the foot thing is sometimes it, it's locked, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't open correctly, sometimes there's stuff in the way. The motion sensor trash can is when you walk with the trash in hand, if you wave the trash over the top, the sensor kicks the handle up or the top up. Mm. You put the trash in, and three seconds later, it closes automatically. You ne- and you would love this because yes, you don't like to absolutely. touch things or, or no, like I germs. Don't. Matter of fact, have you ever been to the restroom, and when you're leaving, there's a little metal hook at the bottom of the door that you can just put the tip of your foot on and open the, the foot, door? The foot. Whoever invented that is one of my favorite people. On the- I need to look up who invented that. That is actually a good thing. Get a this is even better than that. Imagine a motion sensor door opener. It just does it for you. It does it for you. I love that. Now, here's the problem that Candy reminded me of. Once I ordered the trash can, put the batteries in the trash can, set the bag in the trash can, we have a dog that's 50 pounds, a golden doodle, who likes to eat out the trash can. Oh, boy. I see where this is going. And what Candy said is once she figures out that her nose can wave over the sensor, she's going to have an all-you-can-eat buffet. But anyway, we haven't gotten there yet. It's like a raptor. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. 
So Candy decides, you know, you get a new trash can, what do you do? Let's move the placement of the trash can. No, not a good idea. Okay. The trash can has been in the same place for two years at this house we've had. You've developed a habit. Two years I have walked from the sink to the right to the trash can by the door. Two years. She decides to put it on the left by the pantry. Okay. This morning, alone. Guess how many times I walked to the right to the door where the not where the trash can was Used not to at. Be. Yeah. Three times, Chris. I finished eating breakfast. I was right next to the new trash can placement. I decided to walk all the way around to the old trash can placement and realize there's nothing there. I did that three times this morning and it hit me. I thought, wow, I am so watch this habitually used to going to this side of the counter for the trash can that it is a rut. And I told myself the first time, don't do it again. The second time I said, you're a goofball. You're here again. (laughs) I just told you earlier five minutes ago, don't do this again. And then the third time you can't make this up. I am here again. And I had to laugh and I thought, listen, what if we could ingrain in our mind that keystone habitual habit as, as natural as it was for me not to think, to go to that area of the trash can, watch this. What if we woke up every day and we went every day to that particular spot in our home and we spent time in the word until the word got into us? I like to work out. You know that. I'm going to talk about how when you have an option, is it working out or is it spending time in the word? That's the question we need to answer. Right after this break. What guides your core beliefs? Are they founded upon solid truth, or are they based on others' opinions or your own emotions? What you believe about your purpose and value affects almost every area of your life. This is the premise of the new film Overcomer in theaters August 23rd. It's the latest from the Kendrick Brothers, makers of Courageous, War Room, and others. This movie has inspired the creation of several resources— For small groups, there's the Overcomer Bible Study. For individuals, there's a book called Defined. Both are based upon powerful insights from the book of Ephesians. Learn more about all the resources at lifeway.com slash overcomer. Let's get back into the workout. You were talking about working out and how that is like a habit. See, I've never developed that habit, so I don't understand that. You had that habit years ago in the military. Years ago, I had a habit of of being physically fit, running. Why why did you lose that habit? And and why did you have that habit? And why did you lose that habit? I had that habit because my drill instructors forced me to have that habit over the course of three months, developed it within me, and then I just kept doing it. Didn't Didn't even think about it. And there's accountability. That's right. You have to, you have a test every six months to see if you can still do those things. You and either so run or you do push-ups. I mean, it's your option. Yeah, you, you either get you know bad marks or you keep trying to do well. You know, so you're you're constantly trying to live up to. Hey, this is the requirement that I have. So here's the thing: every morning I get up, I have a routine. I've developed this routine without question. If I get out of the routine, my whole day is different. Mm. And I'm just telling you, if you start to, I don't know what your routine is if you're listening, but everybody should have a morning routine. Now, you're probably saying, oh, I'm a night person. Well, that's good. You could do it at night. I've done it at night. I used to work out at night. I used to read at night. But I realized at night, I would work out, read, and go to bed. Mm. It didn't benefit me for the day. So now I wake up every morning without question around 6 o'clock, sometimes 5.30, but no later than 6, 6.10 at the latest. I wake up around 6 o'clock, and I have a morning routine. The routine is I'm going to work out. I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to spend time in prayer. 
I'm going to eat breakfast, and then I'm going to go into the office. Okay. Now, some days I get, I get busy. Uh, the kids want to talk about something. Candy has a big thing she wants to ask me, or I got to help with the kids. And sometimes I can only choose one. Do I work out with weights, which is very beneficial, right? Very beneficial. Yes. Or do I read the word? What's the answer? Well, I mean, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> read the word. You're never going weights anyway. But some people may say, "Wait, I got to work out with weights." Yeah. But here's my motto: word before weights. Mm. Okay. The word comes before weights. Because if the word comes after the weights, guess what happens? The word never comes. Mm. And then it gets pushed back. And what I, want, uh, what I want to have in my life is I want God to be paramount. He, he, he is superior to anything else that happens in the morning. Okay, So what I do is I spend time in the word. I'll pray after that. I'll spend time with the Lord in silence, kind of, kind of in solitude, and then I'll go work out, and then I'll, and then I'll go t- to the office. I'll eat and go to the office. Okay, so here's the thing. Those are keystone habits, okay? Let me give you an example. A keystone habit is a habit that we do that triggers other habits in life, okay? There are certain things we can do that, that if we do this, other things will happen, okay? So here's the thing. One keystone habit is calorie counting. Mm. I've done Why, that before. Have you done that? Okay. Why is calorie counting so good? Because it kind of directs what you're going to do when it comes to eating. Yes. You see the calories, and you're like, because of this, I can't do this, or I can do that. Yes, and here's what, here's what the research has proven. When a person counts calories, they're more likely to eat better. Hmm. When a person counts calories, they're more likely to work out. When a person counts calories, they're more likely to sleep better. Why? Because they're intentional with calorie counting. Hmm. Does that make sense? Intentionality. Intentionality. Uh, let me give you another one. Making up your bed after waking up. Ooh, I, I've not done that. Well, I, I did do that long ago in, in the military. You used to do that in the military, now, too. You had great habits. That's what great what habits. has happened? <laughs> There's no one standing over me yelling at me. I, I don't know. Okay. I'm going to start calling Melissa to see if you make your bed in the morning. No, okay. she, does, she does make the bed. Okay, sure. So that, that may be why I don't do it. You know, that, that may be okay. why. But if you make the bed in the morning, it sends a, kind, of, kind of a signal to you that you're clean, uh, you're tidy, uh, you're disciplined. You're going to wake up. You're going to keep the house need, need, more neat. Uh, you're going to fix things better. You're going to take care of things more. And so research shows when you wake up and make the bed, it kind of has a ripple effect for the, for the rest of the day. Okay, Working out's the same way. When you spend time in the gym for 45 minutes, you're more prone to eat better during the day. Why? Because you're not going to waste. Yeah, you don't want to retroactively you, ruin the what workout. What you just did yeah. in the gym. Okay. Now, let me give you Keystone Habits for the Christian life. I'm going to give you a few of them. Number one is this, waking up early to read the Bible. Some of you say, well, I, I, I like to stay up and watch Netflix. Well, we do too. But we know that at a certain time at night, we cut off the TV. Candy and I have a, here's, a, here's another keystone habit. Candy and I have decided for one hour every night for years, we watch TV together. Do I particularly like to watch TV? No. Could I go in the room and read by myself? Probably so, and probably enjoy that. Maybe more at times. But my wife likes to watch TV, and I like to watch TV with her, and that's a keystone habit we do together because we're strengthening our time together. Okay? So, but, but here's the thing. 9.30, 9.45, we're done. Because I know I've got to go to bed and be in the bed by 10 o'clock 
to wake up for 5.30, 6 o'clock because I know the whole day kind of sets the course. So some of you, it's going to bed early to wake up early. Another keystone habit, memorizing scripture. Why is memorizing scripture important? Because what goes in the mind will manifest itself uh, in your daily life. So what's on the mind comes out the mouth. What's in the mind kind of manifests. And here's the thing. The battlefield for your Christian life is in the mind. So as you saturate the mind with the word of God, you're going to live a different life because God's going to begin to reveal things to you from those scripture times of memory. Another one is prayer. Why is prayer a keystone habit? As you communicate with God and listen to God and reflect on what God wants to do in your life, you act and respond out of that throughout the day. Exactly. And you slow down and you show dependence upon God and you're reminded that you're not God and you, you're not the king of your life and you're not the captain of your own ship. So here's the thing I want you to keep in mind. What are the one or two small habits, choices you can make today that will have a big impact over time? Someone said this, do a deed of simple kindness, though it's in, you may not see. It may reach like widening ripples down a long eternity. So a simple act today. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your calendar, and I want you to put on your calendar every morning, appointment with God. Non-negotiable. It's like a doctor's appointment. You wouldn't miss a doctor's appointment. You wouldn't just not show up. You wouldn't call in sick unless you're sick. So you put on this time with God. Every day, you're going to spend time with God, and let's try this for a week, and I guarantee next week when you come back, you'll say, wow, I can't really put a finger on it, but I can tell, people can tell in my life, there is a definitive difference in my day as a result of the keystone habits at the start. That is good. Let us wrap up by reminding you that we are part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network family. Have you listened to the One Thing podcast with Scott Sanders and Derek Hanna recently? It's a great podcast. These guys are down in Australia, down under. I don't get to say that often, but when I do get to say it, I like to say it. Down under. Down under, that's right. Uh, they, They don't do podcasts on putting a shrimp on the barbie. They do podcasts on removing roadblocks, how to evangelize someone who is not interested in coming to your church, how to start a second service. Uh, just look up the One Thing podcast on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.